There's so much to see in this week's episode. What are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Aang and the gang make a big splash at the North Pole. But things sure get awkward when a salty old bender won't teach Katara. Sokka hopes his new love interest isn't too shallow. While things get a bit choppy for Zuko, who hopes to turn the tide in his search for the Avatar. I hope this whets your appetite for our upcoming finale. everybody. At last, it is time to discuss episode 18 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, a pleasure to be with you today. Yes, as always, a very momentous occasion. We're here. We're doing it. It's really happening. We're doing it. We got an episode with stuff in it. There's some important things that happen, finally. Finally. <laughs> I thought it was a very cool episode. I'm excited about Things we've been waiting for for the entirety of this series yeah. that we've watched so far. Yep. A couple things come back, which is good. Yeah. Things of, things of importance. Things we might not have thought were of importance, and suddenly <laughs> it seems like they are. Yep, yep. Well, this episode has it all. And uh, we can't wait to start talking about it. Before we do that, Brendan, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. You know, there's not a lot that's going on these days, but we have missed like a few updates on some Avatar-related projects. Ooh, like what? Well, of course, the uh, ever-approaching live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series uh, coming to Netflix. I forgot about that. It's best when you just kind of don't know, like you you pretend that it's not really happening. Mm-hmm. You just put it out of your mind. Yeah, I have. I have put it out of my mind. Totally forgot that was even a thing. Well, that's good. I, I, it's probably, for a while, you probably felt like some sort of weight had been lifted off of your shoulders, and here I am to put it right back on. Bring it back, just when I think I'm out. No, I've pulled you back in. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. There's actually not like a lot of updates on that other than to say uh, it seems like there's some sort of big reveal that's going to be happening uh, in just a f- few weeks time. Like the actors or something? They've got a lot of the actors revealed to this point, but I think they might be doing like trailers and stuff for the first time. Uh, Tom Holland is Aang. Uh, <laughs> Chris Pratt as Sokka. Chris Pratt also as Katara. He's just Chris Pratt's every, every other. everyone else. <laughs> just Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is Appa. Yeah. They could pull it off. They could do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot to say other than it seems like some more info on that is coming. Uh 
There's like the only thing that exists is that one image of Appa and Ang that they released, God, years ago now I to this point. I don't think I've ever seen that live action. Well, I will uh, drop it to you right now in our Discord chat. But this, to my knowledge, this is the only piece of art or anything we've seen from the show. Oh, that that's uh, just concept art. Exactly. It's not even like an actual screenshot. So it's um, big. He's as big as you want him to be uh, with the live action show. Perhaps they'll find a way to kind of rein in his sizing, his shape shifting ability. <laughs> but do we want that? No, I, don't, I don't, you know, I'm not I convinced. Do. I think, I think it's become a part of his character now for him to always be a different size. It's something we can enjoy on this show together. Yeah. Hey, did you see how big or small Appa was in this scene? It wasn't that crazy. Yeah. I'm going to miss that. It'll be sad for them to take that away from us, but, uh, you know, not uh, nothing good can stay. No. Especially not this. And uh, nothing good will come of this live action show. I think we're both assuming that but i'm willing to be proven wrong but like not expecting to be proven wrong no i don't i don't expect anything good to happen um it, I, yeah it could be it could be awesome could be the best thing since the avatar the last airbender film <laughs> the avatar the last airbender film also something that's recently gotten a bit more news but like not not a lot for us to really sink our teeth into here just because um avatar 2 came out uh, well, Avatar 2, pushing the Avatar brand forward into the future, uh-huh. really. Yeah. Rising Tide lifting all Avatar ships. <laughs> all Avatars, yeah. <laughs> all Avatars come along with this one. They should have called uh, yeah. the new one Rising Tide. They could have. They could have gotten away with it. They could have done that. They can't use that for the third one. They've kind of already done the water thing. Yeah, they fucked up. They really blew it. <laughs> Calling it the Way of Water? Is that what it's called? It is called that. That might already be on Disney Plus or coming like very soon. I thought it released on Disney Plus, but you had to like pay hmm. 20 bucks to see it. Oh, well, fuck that. I thought it was one of those things where like you could watch it day and date of its theatrical release. Even when it does come to Disney Plus, I will not be watching it. No, I don't, I don't see myself... Um, Taking the hours out of my life to watch that film. Stupid ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. My uh, my friends really it. like it, but. You got bad friends. I think they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you got stupid, dumb friends. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I know you're listening. <laughs> he's stupid and dumb. He No, he knows. He understands. Or maybe he doesn't because he's so stupid and dumb. It's, you know, who can say? No, Brendan, we're not talking about that avatar movie we've got some actual animated avatar movies coming up here at some point in the near future Ooh. i guess the biggest news i'm not even sure if this is a new reveal but like the movie that focuses on uh team avatar these these folks that we've been dealing with you know ang Sokka, mm-hmm. katara any other members that might be added to team avatar in future episodes wink wink we'll see <laughs> uh them in their adulthood, like late twenties, early thirties, is kind of what we're going to be focusing. Oh, on. okay. Um, that movie's scheduled to come out in October twenty twenty five, so still a oh, ways Jesus to go. Jesus Christ! Hasn't the show been off the air for decades, or a decade I mean, at least? 
like 2006 yeah. or seven or something. So, so by then, it but I be mean, like Cora years since the right. show ended. So it's like they aged up appropriately with the amount of time between the end of that to when these movies are coming out. It just makes sense. I guess. I don't know. No, no, it works perfectly. That seems weird. They planned that. <laughs> it does seem a little bit weird, but it's kind of an exciting, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves because, you know, you wouldn't know this, but like this time period in the lives of these characters is not something that I know think that we've ever really like focused on in any kind of avatar media, like even the extended graphic novel series, I think mostly focuses on around the same time period that the television show itself focuses on. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what, where these characters went next once they like grew up a little bit and circumstances changed and stuff like that. Right. Cause I imagine this series ends after the big battle that we already know about. And then Cora mm-hmm. has to pick up after Aang is already dead. Right. And Cora's like 16, so he's been dead for a while at that point. A, a bit of time, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, exactly how much time? Who could say exactly which characters might still be alive from Aang's time and are still living in Cora's time? Who mm-hmm. can say? How old was he when he died? Did he make average Avatar lifespan? <laughs> or did he die sooner? Can we use his number to finally figure out how many avatars there have actually been? Unlikely. Or will he just further tip the scales in a way that doesn't make any logical sense? We don't know these answers. We never will. Perhaps we never will, but maybe that's something they'll really delve into in this animated avatar movie. Maybe. There's, you know, again, there's multiple ones coming up. I think there's one that's focused specifically on Zuko, which is fun. Uh, I think there's a Korra one that they're doing, which is also fun. That kind of makes sense, yeah. I don't know, you know, when are they when are they going to pull that trigger and give us Avatar number three? Yeah. Oh, like a whole new series? Like an actual new Avatar person, yeah. Would it be, like, super modern? Since Korra was, like, modernizing and there are cars and shit? Far future. Yeah. Like the Assassin's Creed rad. we never got. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all digital. The av- It's when you learn that the Avatar, net- you're not really doing any of these things. You're just hooked into a machine. Yeah, you're living the life of the Avatar <laughs> through data projection. Some shadowy organization is trying to stop you from seeing the Avatar's memories. <laughs> God, that fucking series is so... Why, why are they doing very it? Fun. Are they, what are they fun. What are they looking for? I don't even I remember don't anymore. Some bullshit about a a precursor race. It's always a precursor race, don't you know, Brendan? Like in Jack and Daxter. Like in everything ever. It's always about the precursors. Yeah, like in Chrono Trigger. Those who came before. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out uh, who came before. uh, Oh, boy. How am I going to pull this off? You got it. Uh, Well, we'll find out what came after... uh, these events in in the Avatar TV show once that movie comes out. But we got to talk about those events before we can get to that point. Boy, I've said a lot of words here. Yeah, huh? yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> Let's talk about episode 18, huh? Let's do it. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 18 of Avatar The Last Airbender titled The Waterbending Master. Fuck yeah. 
We've been waiting for this, Brendan. We've been waiting so long for this. Yeah, I bet he's going to be really cool. He's going to be very nice, very helpful. Yeah, going to be cool and a good guy. Everyone who wants to learn from him will have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everyone's dreams are about to come true. I'm excited for, yeah, finally, it's finally some good news. Yep. Cool. The waterbending master. Let's meet him. Uh, November 18th, 2005. Previously on Avatar. So this time around, Brendan, I'm actually directly borrowing from the actual previously on Avatar that they do on the show. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I forgot they did that. Oh, what are you trying to say? You skipped the... I skipped the intro. Yeah, every time. I, I do the exact same thing. I don't have time for that. <laughs> If it was more of like a catchy theme song with like a hook mm-hmm. or lyrics or something, I might stick around. Yeah. Or like the villain recapping his takeover of the world. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Those That's a good intro. Yeah. Especially if it comes back in the show, like in canon at some point. They find a way to plug it in. So yeah. yeah, the people of the world see it themselves. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be a kind of a cool thing for a show to do, but this show... Hasn't done it. And to my knowledge, no show has ever actually done that no, before. That would be a wild decision. Well, somebody will make that call someday, but uh, we're putting it out there in the world. Uh, what has happened? The gang has been headed to the North Pole ever since episode two of this show. Mm-hmm. In the promise of not only teaching Aang how to waterbend, but also Katara, you know, being the only waterbender herself from the Southern Water Tribe. This is finally her chance to kind of see what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Uh, also, Admiral Zhao has sort of taken over control of the search for the Avatar. Mm-hmm put his full muscle behind that endeavor, much to the dismay of Prince Zuko, (laughs) who we know tried to take the Avatar for himself under disguise as the Blue Spirit. Yeah, super cool. That was a good episode, too. It was a great episode and something that we haven't really ever addressed in any way since it happened on this show. (laughs) Yep, nobody's brought it up. I don't think... Any single person has ever brought it up. No, Aang hasn't even told his friends. They don't need, it's a need to know kind of basis, you know, on this sort of thing, so. I bet if Aang didn't know who it was, he would have told them. Like, hey, I got. hiding it from them, though. I got saved by this weird blue spirit guy. I can't wait to figure out who it was. Can't wait to unmask him. We're going to be great friends. Mm Mm-hmm. But it can't be somebody we already know. That would be too crazy. Yeah, that would just be wild. Here we are in the episode. Brendan, Blinken, you'd miss it. But the very first shot of the episode is this little koala seal thing that is swimming in the ocean. Yes, uh, I actually thought it was another otter hybrid. I was like, this fucking show loves otters. It could be a koala otter. Yeah, some sort of co- aquatic co- koala. Uh, Aquala. Like aqua? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, We won't go with that one. Yeah. Uh, It was cute, though. (laughs) I love it. You love to see it. Anytime. We got to do that on the show. Anytime they give us a great new animal hybrid, Mm -hmm. we have to give them their props. We won't let a single one slip by. No, can't do it. Unless we already have. 
There's got to be so many we haven't talked about. (laughs) (laughs) But this one, you're in the spotlight now. Aqualla. Ooh, it's not getting any better. Um, Everyone is getting cranky since they've been flying on Appa for two days straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aang suggests to Sokka that he let everyone ride on his back. Uh, Sokka sarcastically agrees to this. Uh, Momo takes him up on the offer and jumps aboard on Sokka's <laughs> yeah. back. Sokka was kind Go. of like presenting his ass to everybody. <laughs> Climb aboard, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Hop on the caboose, he says. <laughs> and Momo's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in there, buddy. Momo's great. He's good. He's having a good time. Uh, they're flying over the open ocean, searching for the Northern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing up here except for the occasional iceberg. Of course, right on cue, there's a loud noise from below, and waves quickly burst up and freeze around them. Uh, Aang tries to maneuver Appa as best he can, but they get knocked into the ocean, and the water around them freezes And then on a series of boats, in rides the waterbenders of the Northern Water Tribe. Brendan, we finally actually made it. Here they are, and they're cool. We like them. I like them, yeah. They got a cool city. They're probably doing a lot for you in terms of water stuff. Yeah, they do. There's a lot in this episode that I'm like, all right, all right. This is kind of Now I get it. Now you're now that we're making seeing up like for lost time. actual competent waterbenders. Yeah, I I knew this would be a big episode for you. I mean, to this point, all we've had is Katara, and you know, she again, she hasn't learned. She doesn't know. Yeah, she can barely do anything. Sometimes she'll surprise you, though. Mm-hmm. But like when now she we get about to her see. healing powers <laughs> that surprise that you. In a good I will way. remind you: only some people can do is what they stated. Uh, some very powerful waterbenders. It is set up to be a very rare ability. This is true. <laughs> not, yeah, not, not all people are waterbenders. And then even of them, yeah. not everyone can heal. But we'll see if that happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the logic <laughs> might fall apart in a few short minutes. We'll get there. Uh, it cuts to a Fire Nation War Council. Admiral Zhao. Uh, stringing together some sentences to remind us of sort of what's going on here. Aang is going to the Northern Water Tribe to find a waterbending master. Uh, The Fire Nation generals are feisty and ready to go kick some Water Tribe ass. Let's get up there and fuck them up. Mm -hmm. Let's melt all their ice. Well, they can just throw a little water on the fire and then put it right out. I don't know, you know. It's an interesting fight. You know, these are the two opposite elements. Yeah. Does so, that mean earth and wind are opposite? Kind of the logic falls apart a little bit there, too, because <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would consider, I mean, I guess ground and sky are kind of like opposite ideas. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know if they but, have the same sort of dynamic, though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Classic. Tale is oldest time, fire and water yeah. against each other. So that makes much more sense. Uh, Zhao says, not so fast. You know, this is not going to be an easy fight against the proud water tribe. And says, we're going to need a massive invasion force. 
all hands on deck to go kick this water tribe ass that we've been so ravenously trying to go kick this entire meeting. Did we find out how Admiral Zhao knew that's where Aang was going? Because Aang and them have known for a long time. But I don't think we had any indication that anyone else had found out. I think that there might even be some sentences in here. Zhao... (laughs) Like I said, he kind of just like goes on a long thing, kind of repeating some of the stuff that we already talked about at the top of the episode here. Mm. But he might have a line in here about like, oh, it's the natural cycle for the Avatar to seek a waterbending master. So he must be going here because that's where the waterbending masters are. I just feel like they would have figured that out sooner. Just been waiting for him up there for as long as they they could have just gone there right away. Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, they kind of know he's going there. Plus, with Zhao taking over command of, like, Avatar duties, he's got all of the intel coming into him. Like, any roads that Zuko might have had before now seem to be leading straight to Zhao. So, he kind of, he's on top of the Avatar updates. Yeah, he's getting all the secret intel. Yeah, whatever moves he's making, Zhao is... Two steps behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waterbenders escort Team Avatar to the outer wall of their city. It's a massive wall of ice built across the water, um, adorned with a circular symbol depicting a crescent moon and waves. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't mean much. I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> I did, you know, at some point want to mention that, you know, Brendan, we're finally kind of reaching like some of the spoilery story stuff that I know that you know. I have a vague, yeah, I have a vague recollection. Even if, yeah, there are some things that you've mentioned before that I'm like, okay, well, he has an idea, but like he doesn't have the full context or anything, but we're kind of, we're finally kind of reaching that point. Yep. For this leg of the journey. <laughs> so we'll do our best not to like actually discuss any of that before it yeah. actually I'm pretty happens. sure this arc in the show was the plot of the film. <laughs> Got it. That makes sense. Yes, here they are at this giant wall. Appa sails through a tunnel that they make in the wall and then through a system of like locks and channels that they raise and lower to enter the city. It's very cool. kind of silly. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm like, they're just water bending to fill the locks and everything. It's very cool. Although it's they like need, like, guys. yeah, that's what I was about to say. They need, like, so many people to run these things. It's maybe not the most efficient system, but it is, it is cool. And, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, that is what they would do. It's that flashy. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, a glamorous tribe, the Northern Water Tribe. <laughs> and they made their city look like Venice for some reason. Ice Venice. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably doesn't smell as bad as actual Venice because everything's like very cold it's and frozen, yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. Um, yes, the children are stunned to look on this massive tiered city that's built of ice. Uh, they're escorted through the Venice-like canals running through the city. That's really the best way to describe it, Brendan. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, there's many ornate buildings and bridges that they pass by. 
Um, the whole city is surrounded on all sides by like the tall walls of the icy cove mm-hmm. that this whole place is built into. So this place is much, much more lavish than the southern water tribe that Sokka and Katara come That's from. That's what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, those poor southern water tribe, like, yokels, got nothing going on. They were living in huts, <laughs> like, living off, very much living off the land, and these people have built, like, this beautiful, shining city. I also have a question regarding um, Katara. So we know that she's the only waterbender in the southern tribe when Aang shows up. Is she the only one, period? Or are any of the men who are away at war also benders? You know, that's actually not clear. Yeah. I would I would think possibly some of them might be, mm-hmm. especially if they want to, like, fight in this war. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure. And then there's something set up later in this episode where I'm like, well, is that why she's the only one? And, like, the mm-hmm. southern tribe just doesn't have benders like it's weird it makes you question why the two tribes are so different and seemingly like completely cut off from each other well i know why they're cut off from each other because they're on opposite ends of the world and that doesn't facilitate open communication you could have some sort of back and forth some sort of like you could send a little carrier fishes yeah it could be done. There, you know, there are options, but this is a war-torn world. It's hard to kind of travel without some sort of level of danger, I suppose. Yeah. Um, there is also some explanation, some more backstory on this that they give in Korra that, like, I don't think does a good enough job of kind of explaining why things are the way that they are. But they they do try. Okay. Um. I just thought, yeah, with this episode, I was like a lot of questions were raised about that specifically. Here's another question I have. So the whole fucking Northern Water Tribe lives in one city? Seems like it, yeah. One giant Venice. It's huge. Mm-hmm. But like, that's all the, like, all of the water. If there, if there truly are no waterbenders that live in the Southern Water Tribe, all of the Water Tribe all of the water benders in the world live in this exact same in one easy to sack location. <laughs> made yeah, of you ice. need like a designated survivor somewhere outside of the city walls. <laughs> it just seems weird to me. But then that also raises the question like, okay, well, then is the entirety of the southern water tribe the tiny little city that Sokka and Katara come that's from? That's what it seems like. Yeah, that's I that's kind of always what I thought though. I was like, their tribe is the only southern water tribe. And all of the men went to fight in a war. There's like less than a hundred of them down yeah, there. Yeah, and if none of those men are benders, all of the actual water benders are hiding in their city in the north, no, doing nothing. The water tribe, the, the construction of the water tribes on this world and like where water benders are, yeah. it's all very confusing. It kind of seem like the water benders are bad. Like selfish, does. selfish and bad. Yeah, you know, get involved, you know, yeah. maybe we could make a little difference out here if you try every once in a while. But here they are hiding behind their giant wall. Yeah, they're so secluded. Not anymore. We're bringing the action to them. Yep. <laughs> Avatar's here. You know what that means. <laughs> bringing destruction behind him <laughs> as always. Trolls on its way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Yeah, they're... Traveling through the city, uh, a boat sails by carrying a finely dressed teenaged girl with 
striking long white hair. And Brendan's sirens are going off in his brain thinking, ah, I know what's going on here again. We're not going to yep, get too far yep. ahead of ourselves, Brendan, but I'll throw you, you know, a little something here. You're, you're catching hair. up. Hmm. I don't know. Could be anything. <laughs> There's actually kind of a fun story behind that that I'll tell you in subsequent episodes. Yep. But there is a reason for yep. it. Well, I mean, there's a very obvious reason. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Sokka blushes as this girl goes by and Katara says, this place is beautiful. And Sokka in a stupor goes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Not again. Any teenage age girl, Sokka's like, you will be mine. He's got to keep an open mind. <laughs> Honestly, they usually do end up being his. <laughs> yeah, he's uh- He's got game. I don't know how he does it, but my man gets it done. (laughs) Uh, A song starts to play as the camera pans down on Zuko's ship at night. And it's music night on the boat, which we've heard about before, but now we're in it. Yeah, yeah. I was actually very excited about this. How could you not be? Um, The crew is jamming to a tune together. And belting out the lyrics to the song, Iroh stands before them. He sings the lyrics, Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Four seasons, four loves. (laughs) Very good. When we covered the Samurai Jack episode, The Four Seasons of Death, remember that one? Yep. Classic episode. I don't think either of us liked it. Nope. (laughs) It's not very good. (laughs) Go back and listen to it if you care to. But I was trying to find a way to use this exact song in that episode somewhere, but I couldn't really find a way to make it work. Oh, you could have just changed the word love to death. Four deaths. Yeah. (laughs) I'll find a way to make it work, you know, this time now that we're actually doing the real deal. Yeah. Uh, Also, Brendan, what if I were to tell you, again, not to get too far ahead of myself, but what if I were to tell you this is the first in a series of iconic songs from Uncle Iroh? Hell yeah. That's very Does that entice you to keep watching this television show? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do... uh a tier listing of <laughs> Iro songs. Ranking the Iro songs. Yep. Well, so far, this is S tier with a bullet. <laughs> Iro's hits. We do one of those commercials where all the titles of the songs scroll by. And, and then the so yellow ones are the ones that he's singing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Four easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. It's worth it, I swear. <laughs> um, The Lieutenant on Zuko ship who was arguing with him during the storm episode is playing a little stringed instrument instrument called a pipa mm-hmm. looked it up nice uh two other guys on the ship are doing a dance routine together yep yep it's a very lovely scene music night they're having a good time they do this with some frequency and yeah i would love to see more music nights on the ship I also uh, love the idea that they just build little campfires on the on the deck. Just right the on the boat. Yeah. Just an open fire. You know, it's fine. The whole thing's made, made of metal. metal. It's going to yeah. be okay. What does it matter? <laughs> no. Uh, 
You could just sweep the soot right off, right into the ocean. <laughs> they could actually probably just bend it away while it's still lit. God damn, yeah, you're right. Just pick wow. up the whole campfire, throw it right over. <laughs> just in one, like ultra handed off the side of the boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be done. Uh, a beautiful scene. It's interrupted, though, as Admiral Zhao makes his way onto the ship. <gasps> What's he here for? What does he want? Nothing good, but we don't find out just yet. Uh, the Water Tribe is holding a grand banquet for their visitors. Uh, they're all seated at a head table with the leaders of the tribe. Uh, even Appa gets served some food. They serve him like a giant pallet that's covered in leaves. Mm-hmm. And he roars and scares the servers away, which I think is very funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny, but also I imagine very scary for those people. Oh, it's terrifying. They've never seen one of these goddamn things in their lives. No, they're just trying to feed it. They don't know what he's going to do to them. He might eat them. Uh, yeah, nobody ever said he wasn't carnivorous. Mm-hmm. Aang failed to mention that when they showed up, and now they'll pay the ultimate price. <laughs> but at least the Avatar's animal will be fed. Mm-hmm. Um, the leader of the tribe, the king of the tribe? Is he king? I don't Did know. Did they ever say be, that? Yeah. Wouldn't it be a chief if they're a tribe? That makes more sense, but also his daughter is a princess. That's true. I, don't I know. like chief. I don't know how chief the structure sounds good. works in this place. What is there? Can we just like hold on, take the whole episode and talk about their um, political structure? Yeah. Do they have multiple branches of government? Is there checks and balances in the <laughs> Northern Water Tribe? We got to pack the Northern Water Tribe court, I say. <laughs> Uh, Chief, we're going to go with Chief. You've absolutely picked the right word here, Brendan. Chief. All right. Uh, He gives a speech announcing the arrival of their brother and sister from the Southern Water Tribe and the Avatar. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some light applause from the crowd. People are, you know, excited. Yeah. They're also celebrating the Chief's daughter's 16th birthday and in steps the same white-haired girl from before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sokka perks up. As her father says, Princess Yue is now of marrying age. Yep. Aang and Sokka high five. They're like, nice. Nice. Dibs. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Nose. Doorknob. (laughs) That's how it works. Um, She gives a little speech. Then it's time for Master Paku and his students to perform. Mm Mm-hmm. And an old, stern-looking man does some sick water stunts. Yeah. Kind of like the cool fire stunts we saw, but less likely to get somebody killed or maimed. Well, you could do some damage with that, though. You could, but it's less likely. That's true. You're more more likely just going to splash him. If the trick that Aang had done with the fire (laughs) was water, Sokka just would have been like, oh, now I'm all wet. Shit. I'm frustrated. I'm not hurt, but I'm really (laughs) mad at you. Now I'm uncomfortable and soggy. I have to change. We only have these (laughs) few pairs of clothes that we've worn in every single episode. (laughs) Although now that we are in colder temperatures, they're all kind of back to like their big parkas that they were wearing earlier in the show. I noticed that uh, Sokka's parka changes colors in this episode. Interesting. Yeah. It, like, at one point, it, it gets to, like, a really washed out kind of gray. Mm-hmm. And then there's the commercial break, and when it comes back, it's the regular blue again. 
you wonder if maybe Sokka has like a whole wardrobe of like different colors from a darkish blue all the way up to like a gray light blue. Yeah. And she changes them during commercial breaks just to fuck just with you. As needed. Yeah. What, what am I feeling today? What's my aura today? <laughs> yeah. That's possible. Um, naturally, Princess Yue plops herself down uh, right next to Sokka at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to turn on the old Sokka charm. Hell yeah, get it. <laughs> Let's see what this baby can do. Hi there, Sokka, Southern Water Tribe. Very nice to meet you. So, uh, you're a princess, huh? You know, back in my tribe, I'm kind of like a prince myself. Uh, prince of what? A lot of things. Uh, do you mind? I'm trying to have a conversation here. My apologies, Prince Sokka. So it looks like I'm going to be in town for a while. I'm thinking maybe we could do an activity together? Do an activity? Ooh, smooth as shit. Even Yue laughs right in his face at the proposition of let's do an activity. It's very good. It's like, hmm, okay, well, that's very broad Mm -hmm. and... Not romantic in the slightest. She seems into it, though. She gives him a little smile. Yeah, a little giggle and a a wink. Activity? (laughs) You fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) That could mean anything. (laughs) He's like, I blew it. Just stuffs his face full of food as fast as he can. Yeah. It's very good. But again, somehow this works. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so goddamn handsome. It's all about confidence. Yeah, fake it till you make it. And he's making it. Uh, Aang is introduced to Master Paku, who not only looks like a grumpy old prick, but he acts like one, too. Yeah. Right it's off the bat. Got the whole package. <laughs> this guy is the real deal. <laughs> you can judge this book directly by the cover. <laughs> they did a very good job on the cover. Aang says that uh, him and his friend can't wait to start training after they relax for a couple days. Paku's like, huh, good one. See you in the morning, you little fuck. (laughs) Bright and early, no sleep till we train. 4 a.m. It's already (laughs) 3. God damn it. Uh, He walks away and even the king or chief or whatever he is kind of shrugs at Aang like, I, you know, he's always this way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I would that. say I'm sorry, but like, there's this is just Paku. <laughs> I can't, I can't apologize for this guy anymore. I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> Back aboard Zuko's ship, uh, the young prince is sulking in darkness in his bedroom, like he does, listening to his My Chemical Romance albums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just Zuko being Zuko. Iroh creeps through the door and Zuko says, for the last time, I'm not playing the Soongi horn. Yeah. Why won't he play the Soongi horn? I would love to see the conversations where Iroh's like, come on. (laughs) He's just constantly urging him to play the Soongi horn. You're so good at it, though. (laughs) I haven't practiced in like a couple weeks. God, uncle, get off my back. You don't play the songs that I like. I only play guitar now. I'm I'm moody. I'm I'm growing. <laughs> and we're all going to suffer for it. I'm going to start a ska band. <laughs> oh no. I wrote says. 
<laughs> I failed you as an uncle. What's growing onto your feet? Oh, your feet, they're all they're all checkered. What a disaster. Uh no, that's not what Iroh is here for. He says, We've got a problem. And in the door steps Zhao, who says, I'm taking your crew. Zuko should have said, like, okay, go ahead. They're useless. <laughs> he needs them, though. Are you sure you really want to take them? Also, Zuko just won their respect, like, a few episodes ago. That's true. They're now much more of a family unit than yeah. they ever were before. They were, they've really been growing together. Well, now they're all Zhao's. Yep. <laughs> Too bad. Good luck. Uh, Zhao is... Gathering his invasion force, Iroh's like, he's taking everyone, and then he starts to cry, and he's like, even the cook. <laughs> <laughs> Although this does answer a question I had uh, before, where I was wondering if all of the crew that uh, Zuko had were also exiled, or if they were still, like, conscripted in the army. And it sure. seems like they're still very much active members of the army. If, yeah, Zhao has direct, like, duris jurisdiction over them. Mm -hmm. Then they must still be, yeah. That's that's exactly right. We have our answer. Are they like the brightest and boldest that we have in the Fire Nation yeah. army? I'm not convinced. They may be the Z crew. He needs. Well, I mean, the hey, Zuko crew. They're on Zuko's crew. Yeah, and now they're on Zhao's crew. Also, also a, the, the, the <laughs> Zhao is an X, isn't it? Oh fuck! Do we got to look this up? <laughs> Admiral Zhao. I think it's X-I-A-O. Not how they spell it on this television show. I think you're probably generally correct. Okay. But this is a Z-H-A-O. Okay. Good enough then. So, so they remain the Z crew. No promotion. They're still the Z crew. <laughs> Once you're a Z crew member, you're a Z crew member for life. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. We'll never forget. Uh, yeah, he's taking the Z crew. Zuko is not invited, though. Mm -hmm. Probably for the best. Yeah. He would just be moody. Couldn't, he wouldn't help. Couldn't even get him out of the car. Yeah, exactly. He's just sitting in there on his iPod touch, like, I'm not coming in. <laughs> no, I'm waiting here. All right, all right, but we're not leaving the AC on. Whatever. Wait till I reach a save. <laughs> Can't pause. It's Fortnite. <laughs> Where am I dropping? Right in this chair, not coming with you. <laughs> God, we're old. We're so old to be making these jokes. Fucking A. Oh, we got to move on. Uh, Zhao looks around Zuko's room and his eyes tremble as he sees two crossed swords hanging from Zuko's wall. Mm -hmm. And he recalls his encounter with the blue spirit. Yeah, we get like a mini clip show. Hey, remember this? It actually was really helpful because I did not make the connection between those swords and, and the what spirit. the blue spirit was yeah. kind of all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the show's doing us a little favor here. He picks up one of the swords and Zuko's eyes go wide, or at least as wide as they can, because, you know, one of them's kind of damaged. Mm -hmm. So they're they're wide by Zuko standards. Yeah. Uh, Zhao says, I didn't know you were skilled with broadswords. And Zuko's like, pretty wild assumption for you to make based on things hanging on my wall, my guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he does play it off pretty cool. 
He's like, no, he those does, are antiques. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. Those are simply for decoration. Mm-hmm. But it would be like if you walked into someone's house and they had like a big mouth billy bass hanging on the wall and it's like, ah, I didn't know you were an experienced angler. We must go fishing <laughs> You're sometime. <a> skilled fisherman. <laughs> Also, it sings. What an incredible catch. You'll have to show me your spot. (laughs) You've got like a John Belushi Animal House poster on the wall. Hmm. I didn't know you went to Harvard. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's what that means. (laughs) I don't know. Zhao's taking it a little too far. That is a bit of a jump, but I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) No, no, he's got him pegged no matter what Zuko is saying here, Zhao can like smell his fear mm-hmm. and knows he's got a traitor right under his thumb. Mm-hmm. And he asks Iroh if he's ever heard of the blue spirit. And Iroh says, I don't think he's real. Mm-hmm. And Zhao's like, oh yeah, he's real. A real piece of shit. A real piece of shit. And he looks right <laughs> at Zuko. Oh, god damn. Wouldn't you agree, Zuko? <laughs> He, like, recreates the gif of, like, the guy standing cool and everyone freaking out. And the guy's got his hands on the side of his face that, like, runs oh, by yeah, the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the other Fire Nation soldiers are the other guys. <laughs> and Zhao's just standing there, like, coyly smiling. Oh, shit. So does Iroh not know, though, that Zuko does that? That's kind of the implication I got from this. It doesn't seem that way. I mean, he knows that Zuko will, like, just kind of pop out at night from time to time. Like mm-hmm. in the Blue Spirit episode, he's like, hey, I waited up for you. Where, where'd where you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. I don't I think, think he I think even this. if he knew, he would still say the same thing. But I sure. got the impression that he really didn't know. He wouldn't blow Zuko's cover mm-hmm. or ever want to talk to Zuko about it because he knows that would be an awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get involved in your personal business. Um. Zhao starts to leave. He tells Iroh that his invitation to join the mission still stands. And then he departs. This is this whole gotcha scene is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Zhao finally realizing what's going on here and then, yeah, like rubbing it in Zuko's face right in front of him. Yeah, putting all the pieces together, reminding Zuko he's not invited. <laughs> but also, you can't come. I only want to hang out with your uncle. Only cool people. <laughs> no Zuko's allowed. <laughs> All Maybe the Fire Nation ships have a sign on them. It's just a big face, Zuko's face with a big X through the middle of <laughs> yeah. it. You can't come. Uh, it's waterbending training day, Brendan. Woo! Katara has literally been waiting her whole life for this moment and is so stoked to get started. Yeah, she is. Can't wait. She's going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, Aang loudly announces their arrival. Uh, Paku's frustrated by this. Already on Master Paku's bad side. Yeah, he acts like a fucking child in response to them, though. He's like, not like I was concentrating or anything. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like, fucking chill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's just fed up with these two before they even stroll in. Uh, Aang introduces Paku to his friend, Katara, and Paku's like, is this some kind of joke? <laughs> well, you didn't tell me your friend was a girl. You fucking, in my, you brought a woman to my class? <laughs> in my man cave? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I have a sign that says no Katara's allowed and you can see a big <laughs> X through her face. No, 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 this will not stand. Mm-hmm. 
terrible, terrible news, Brendan. Yep. In the Northern Water Tribe, it is forbidden for women to learn waterbending. Yep. Uh, this is the first time in an episode of The Last Airbender that I have actually verbalized something while I was watching it alone. And I just mm-hmm. said, fucking why? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of this? What is the point? Yeah. <laughs> Other than to cause some strife so we can have an episode of the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's silly. That's like telling Sokka not to waterbend or uh, Katara not to waterbend. <laughs> you say this to me? Yeah. <laughs> this is literally telling her not to waterbend. No, no, no. Not allowed up here. Mm-hmm. Things may be a little different down in the Southern Water Tribe. I don't know. We're not really in communication with yeah, each other. All those fucking liberal Southie Water Tribe people. <laughs> yeah. Up here, we have some rules and restrictions, and we're adding more every day. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty cool place to live, the Northern Water Tribe. Uh, Katara gets up in his face. She says, I didn't come all this way just for you to tell me no. And all he says in response is, no. Ooh, he fucking did it. (laughs) He doesn't take shit. I don't care how far you came. That's exactly what I will say. (laughs) Have fun on your trip back. (laughs) Have fun lounging around in town with your stupid brother. (laughs) Uh, He says that there's a woman named Yugoda who will take Katara on as a student in her healing class. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he does say, despite your bad attitude, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he fucking got her. Drag her. <laughs> God damn it. You already kicked her out of your class. Yeah, you don't need to further stick her face in the mud or um, ice. Yeah, the implication here, though, is that any waterbender can heal. Yeah, okay, woman, let's get into it. This woman can teach them to heal. Uh, and so, so all of the women in the tribe are healers, healer benders, and all of any, them are warrior benders. Any female waterbender goes to her class to learn how to heal. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not nearly as rare of a thing as we thought it was. Yeah. And Katara gets really pissed about this. Um, but, like, I think that's a really valuable skill to have on the team. It is. I get that she's mad about the situation, though. But I'm she like, wants to fight. Take, it. Take, take, that, take that training. What are you doing? Oh, there's got to be time for both, huh? Yeah. And like they, they get to it later, but I'm sitting here like, just take the healing training and can teach you when you're gone from here. Like, he'll teach you later. Like, <laughs> mm. Stop getting in the way of things. Hmm. A dangerous idea, Brendan. What if you were to be, <laughs> what if you were to be, to be caught doing something like this? Well, I would probably wait until I left the city, but maybe we'll find out what would happen. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people don't have as much common sense as you do in this moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sucks for her. She definitely should learn how to do healing, but also like, yeah, there's got to be time. We'll figure out this fighting stuff first. Like, let's let's definitely get you started on these healing classes. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing thing to have around. Um, they do kind of have a moment here where it makes it seem like it's beneath her. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It does seem valuable but I, yeah. she can't see it i get it she's mad about the situation which is totally fair she's pissed off paku says you know you need to follow our tribe's customs katara says your customs stink yeah fuck your stupid tribe i'm going home <laughs> and he's totally fine with that 
Um, Aang's like, all right, well, if you won't teach Katara, I won't learn from you. And Paku says, all right, good luck finding anyone else here who knows how to waterbend. (laughs) Which would take maybe two seconds. Yeah, a a minute tops. You can't be the only waterbending master in the only city on this planet that has waterbenders in it. Nor everybody seems very competent. Yeah. We've seen your students do the exact same tricks you did at that big dinner. Just talk to one of them. I bet they could grease a few palms and get some training done. Splash a few palms with water. (laughs) Yeah. Can you waterbend grease? I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, grease is a product of like like something else. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a water in itself. Although I guess it is like a state. Yeah, I don't know. Is it liquid? Can we bend any liquid? Just any? Does any count? Any? Yeah, any liquid that contains any amount of water. Can you bend blood? Can you bend the blood out of somebody's body? Just take it all straight Just out at once. take it all right out, yeah. It all comes pouring out their throat, and then they collapse into a big sack on the ground. Yeah. What is it called? De- desanguinate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the waterbenders are the Draculas of the <laughs> Avatar world. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That that just makes sense. Maybe that's what Katara will learn how to do in this episode, and then she'll cool. have her revenge. Mm-hmm. And she'll take all the blood. That's right. It's all mine. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I'm feeling very vital suddenly. <laughs> um, Katara calms Aang down, and she's like, look, you got to do this, even if this guy is being a big jerk. Uh, Aang reluctantly agrees. And is immediately blasted in the face with a huge water ball from Paku. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to class. You're going to die. <laughs> Fuck you, Avatar. Uh, Sokka pursues his courtship of Princess Yue. Uh, he's walking along the icy side- sidewalk as she floats by in a boat. And he's like, hey, great party last night. It was a lot more fun when you were there, though. Uh-huh. She loves that. Eats that shit up. She does blush at it. She's like, oh, god damn, he's so smooth. <laughs> again, you got to hand it to the guy. Ladies yeah. love Sokka. Yeah. LL Cool Sokka. LL Cool S. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. He did, hardly even has to try. And even as many flubs as he makes, it's like he's still, he's just <laughs> knocking it out of the park. Good for him. Um. She does, she has not forgotten, though, what he said earlier, and she mocks him again about doing an activity, but now he's kind of owning it. He's like, yes, at a place <laughs> for some time. Yeah, fucking roll with it. Just fun. It's he's killing endearing. it. Endearing. It's like, all right, yeah, this is me. I'm the weird guy, but if that's what you like. <laughs> if you're into it. <laughs> whatever. I guess I'll just stick to this kind of character type. Uh, she giggles at that and tells him to meet him on a bridge at night, but she doesn't warn him that he's about to walk off the sidewalk into the water. Mm -hmm. So he plunges in and then I guess freezes to death. This water must be so cold. It's gotta be so cold. Yeah. And he's like drenched in it now because he's wearing layers and layers of what I imagine is just fur. I I feel like it would be instant shock and then like hypothermia and then you're dead. Yeah. The clothes would be too heavy to drag yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like how people die wearing waders. Yes. Because they get full of water. Well, I don't know. He's 
Nothing can bother Sokka now. He's got stars in his eyes. Yep. Uh, we cut to Zhao's tent. He's holding a meeting with some folks that I don't think we ever thought we would see again on this show. No, uh, when I first saw them, I was like, I feel like I've recognized these people, but who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're very familiar to me, but certainly you can't be who I think you, you are. So Why would you come back? I didn't think I'd ever see them again, so I did not commit them to memory. <laughs> I haven't thought twice about the episode you were in. <laughs> But I guess it's time for you to come back. Yes, Brandon, it's the Pirates from Episode 9, The Waterbending Scroll. Yep. They're back. They sure are. Better than ever? We'll find out. Um, that goofy Barker pirate guy who I love so much takes a bite into a gold coin that's in a chest sitting in, in front of them. And he goes, ooh, that's some tasty gold. He does. Yep. <laughs> I love this fucking it's guy. A very good bit. I'm happy for them to be back, if only for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Zhao has a special mission for the pirates. He says, I believe you're acquainted with Prince Zuko, and there's a dramatic music sting. Oh, oh what is it going to do? I don't know. Um, Katara sadly walks into the healing class. She looks at Yugoda, who's an old woman demonstrating some healing techniques on a mannequin demonstrating to a bunch of little, little girls. Mm -hmm. So this is where Katara's got to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but still, if you don't know anything. Yeah. This is a valuable skill. Yeah. We're going to need this, Katara. I really, she's really undervaluing the importance of a good healer on the party. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I mean, for team construction. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just, you know, she wants to fight. I can understand. But at least she can look around this class at these small children and be like, hey, well, it's going to be really easy for me to establish dominance amongst my peers here. Yeah, she walks in and just knocks one of them out. All right, little girls, I'm in charge now. (laughs) She finds the biggest of the small children. Shoves them square in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And pushes over the old lady teacher, too, and says, I'm running the show around here. We're all going to learn how to fight. (laughs) The elderly and the very young mean very little to me. (laughs) I have all the power. (laughs) But she hasn't learned how to fight yet, so maybe she won't be able to do this. You know, maybe she does need that class. Who could say? (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, Aang is struggling with his training. Uh, Paku is mocking him while he slurps down some noodles. Mm Mm-hmm. Aang is just getting frustrated at this point. Um, Katara's class lets out. She's speaking to Yugoda, who asks her, so who's the lucky boy? Mm -hmm. And, oh, Brendan, my sweet baby boy, Brendan. (laughs) Just when you thought we were done with this, it's coming back around. Turns out it was important. We finally have some kind of reason for it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yugoda says, you're wearing a betrothal necklace. <sighs> bum, bum, bum. Katara laughs it off and she's like, oh, no, I'm not getting married. This was my grandmother's and then my mother's and then she passed it on to me. Yugoda takes another look at the necklace and she says, wait a minute. I know this necklace. <laughs> 
it's very, very significant to me, just as it has been to our viewers for these past 18 weeks. Well, they've all been dying to know. They, as soon as they kind of wrote the necklace out of the plot, we started getting so much hate mail from people saying, please, <laughs> please do more necklace content. <laughs> Explain this necklace. We need to know. What's the backstory? I recognize this carving. I don't know why I didn't realize sooner. You're the spitting image of Kana. Wait, how do you know my grand-grand's name? When I was about your age, I was friends with Kana. She was born here, in the Northern Tribe. She never told me. Your grandmother had an arranged marriage with a young waterbender. He carved that necklace for her. If grand-grand was engaged, why did she leave? I don't know. That's always been a mystery to me. She left without saying goodbye. It's too bad she didn't say your grand-grand's granddaughter. Your grand-grand's granddaughter. Her, her name is actually grand-grand. Grand. Grand. Yeah, that is her actual name. Uh, no, not only did we think we were done talking about the necklace on the show, but also grand-grand has found a way back into the plot of yeah. the show. <laughs> what an episode. Really pulling out all the stops for this one. What a wonderful watery world that we're living in now. This is incredible. We're even getting Grand Grand like backstory now. Some Grand Grand lore. Grand Grand origins. <laughs> this fucking episode. I hope that's one of the movies. Avatar Grand Grand origins. Grand Grand origins. <laughs> Grand Grand Zero Dawn. <laughs> This fucking episode is giving us everything. <laughs> uh, Zuko's crew leaves the ship. Iroh goes to Zuko's room and Zuko's like, good riddance. Mm -hmm. Literally, this is good. Those guys are terrible sailors. I hate them. <laughs> I don't care that we just made up. They're not good on the ocean. Yeah, they suck again. <laughs> They're on my bad side, just like everyone and everything else. <laughs> Crawling uh, in my skin. <laughs> yeah, just puts his headphones back on. <laughs> uh, Iroh invites Zuko to take a walk with him, but he's met with silence, so he's like, okay, or you can just sulk in the dark. <laughs> kind of like Nick and Brendan were joking about earlier in the episode. Yeah. Zuko's not really sure what Iroh meant by Nick and Brendan, but Iroh leaves before they explore that any yeah, further on the show. Yeah, he the camera, dips out. <laughs> hey guys, you're doing a great job with the podcast. <laughs> Zuko's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Uncle? This is why I'm listening to my headphones all day. <laughs> you just never make any sense. You're out of your mind. Um, Iroh disembarks the ship, happily humming the Four Seasons song as mm -hmm. he goes. Very good. Uh, but from behind him, we see the pirate's freaky lizard parrot bird thing flying around. Yeah, I like this thing. I, I do and I don't. Um, later, the pirates sneak their way onto the ship and raise up some barrels and they whisper, careful with the blasting jelly. The blasting jelly. I've heard of that stuff. Not yet. Careful with the jelly candy. <laughs> We're surprising Zuko with a delicious treat when he wakes up. <laughs> He'll be so happy. Um, they open a door which alerts Zuko and he gets up and inspects the empty hallways 
Uh, meanwhile, the pirates light a fuse and hightail it off the ship. Zuko makes his way up to the bridge and kind of scratches his head since nobody's up here, but he stops dead in his tracks as he looks out the window and sees the perched, recognizable figure of that terrible, terrible bird mm-hmm. that we love and hate so yeah. deeply. We get like a very like detailed drawing of it in this uh, scene. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> speaking of crawling in my skin. <laughs> it's very creepy. This thing affects me deeply. I like it. Uh, there's a loud rumbling and then a series of explosions that make their way up to the bridge. Zuko looks looks on in panic and screams as a giant, fiery explosion blasts, blasts him away and blows out all of the windows. And then the entire ship erupts into flames. And Zuko is dead. And that's it for Zuko. That's the end. <laughs> the catastrophic, violent end of Prince Zuko. <laughs> yeah, I really felt like we were going to have more time with that character. They had a lot more to flesh out. Seemed like even in this episode, they were, yeah, kind of trying to set him up for, well, what comes next for Zuko? And as it turns out, death. Yeah, very Game of Thrones of them. Man, this was, yeah, where they got all the inspiration for those books that actually came out before the show ever yeah, existed. Yep. So crazy to think about. Um, Iroh hears this and turns back and runs to the ship, but the ship is now in pieces and is like completely engulfed in fire. He hangs his head and says, Zuko, as he thinks his nephew is gone. <laughs> yep. What do you mean he thinks Zuko is gone? He thinks it because it is the Because case. it's true. <laughs> Pretty wild, though, that, like, Zhao just assassinated this teenager. Yeah, the the son of the Fire Lord. That he would order, yeah, such a thing. But I guess maybe he's, like, banking on people not liking Zuko anyway because mm-hmm. he's in exile. And now that he's got some dirt on him that he was the blue spirit, he could be like, hey, actually, he was a traitor. Yeah. But he would have to find a way to prove it. Mm-hmm. Which he just blew up any evidence that might have existed. Explode first, ask questions later. <laughs> That's Zhao's philosophy. Hey, well, that was pretty fun, huh? Let's keep the lighthearted trend going. Yeah. Sokka rushes to the bridge late at night to meet Yue for their scheduled activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's waiting for him, but kind of shifts uncomfortably when he arrives. He's like, hey, I carved you something. <laughs> yep. He hands her the world's shittiest carving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so bad. She's like, it's a bear. And he says, no, it's a fish. <laughs> he turns it and it doesn't look like a bear or a fish. It still doesn't look like a fish, no. He has to point out, like look, nothing. that's a fin. You're looking at it from the wrong direction. It's like, uh, I don't think there's any way you can orient this thing where I'm going to understand what you're trying to or do. It's going to look like something meaningful. <laughs> this is not a bear. This is not a fish. This is just an abomination. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, UA starts to cry and she says, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you to come here. <laughs> the fish was just that bad. I was really into you before you handed me that fucking thing. Before you showed me your arts and crafts. I go, oh no. This guy's just not fully with it upstairs. I gotta get out of here. Oh no. This is not a relationship I feel like pursuing any further. (laughs) Uh, He really blew it. 
She runs away in tears and Sokka kind of stares at her in stunned silence and then throws his awful carving into the water in frustration. Where it belongs. <laughs> Never to be seen again. God willing. Although somebody will <laughs> scoop it up like Gollum picking up the ring in Lord of the Rings. And be like, what is this? Leads to many international wars. No, that's one of the it's possible. Just all about the what happens next with the fish. Yeah. Fish origins. It's a it's a it's an omen. <laughs> yeah, certainly nothing good comes from it. <laughs> uh, back in their living quarters, Katara asks Sokka how warrior training is going. How come we don't get to see warrior training? Yeah, I didn't even know that he was doing that. No one. This that is the first never, time anyone ever yeah. mentioned it. He's never there. Nobody ever said, hey, Sokka, how about while you're here, we do some warrior training? Nope. He's just. Well, I want to see what that's all about. Yeah. Maybe she's. Maybe that's the joke is that there isn't warrior training and he's just doing oh, nothing she's just all fucking. day. Hey, Sokka, yeah. What's it like just loafing around all day, carving terrible <laughs> animals? That's being useless going for you. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Uh, no, he's all frustrated. All he can do is kick his bedroll. It's like, ah, I don't want to talk about it. Mm hmm. Um, he asks them how waterbending training is going. They tell him that Katara cannot learn because she's a girl. Sokka takes a second and then puts his Brendan cap on and says, well, why don't you just teach her, Aang? Mm -hmm. Again, Sokka, the only sensible person on their team. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if, you know, you really feel that way, Brendan, because you and Sokka <laughs> share so much. Yeah, well, maybe, but I feel like he's the only one who's ever fucking thinking clearly. <laughs> You see a little of yourself in Sokka. <laughs> yeah, surrounded by idiots all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, argue with that. I see myself as a Momo. Yeah. Just constantly nude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eating insects. Yeah. I was wondering why we had to have the cameras on for these recordings. <laughs> they, yeah, I specifically asked for them to be on. <laughs> and I'm actually going to lower mine just a little bit. <laughs> And then I'll put it back up. You know, I can't. We got to talk here. I can't have you just staring <laughs> mouth agape the entire time. <laughs> oh, the horror. Um, Katara shoots up and says, hey, Sokka, you know, that is a great idea. Uh, Aang can learn from Paku during the day and then teach Katara the moves at night. And Katara's like, great. Everyone's happy. And Sokka says, well, I'm not happy. And Katara responds, yeah, but you're never happy. Oh. Which, honestly, <laughs> correct. <Yep. laughs> Again, Katara has Sokka perfectly sized up here. Yep. It's the terrible burden of being the only <laughs> sensible person on the team. <laughs> Eternal shame and dismay. Yeah, I understand. carry the weight of everyone else's failures around <laughs> Oh, it's him. so tough. It's so <laughs> difficult being me. Yeah, well, most of that is your own problem, Sokka, my man. Uh, Aang shows Katara some moves that Master Paku taught him. He passes a stream of water her way. She moves it around, and then it starts spinning wildly and flies away. And Aang's mind is blown. He's like, you're the best waterbender I've ever seen. Yeah. It's incredible, Katara. We just started doing this. Jesus Christ, do you even need my help? Why didn't you <laughs> just teach me? <laughs> we could have done this. We didn't even need to come here. <laughs> Uh, Katara's like, that wasn't me. And they look up and standing above them is Master Paku. <gasps> he just oh, no. happened to be here. He was going for one of his famous midnight strolls. <laughs> exactly where they were. 
Um, he slams the water down into the ground and it turns into icicles. He's very mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he angrily says that Aang has disrespected him and his entire culture and says, you're no longer welcome as my student. Ooh, Ooh you failed. He only got one strike. Yeah, one and done. You're expelled. Mm-hmm. They have a zero tolerance policy for teaching women things. <laughs> women should be completely left in the dark at all times, <laughs> except for healing my wounds <laughs> and making my dinners. We're very backwards thinking in this <laughs> culture. It's actually disgusting. Uh, after a dramatic commercial break, the gang is standing before the chief and his council including Paku. Mm-hmm. And the chief says that perhaps Paku will let Aang be a student again if Katara can swallow her pride and apologize to him. Yep. So, like, it's a systemic thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a Paku problem. No, no, this is the whole, this is the whole damn place. <laughs> He's gone on a lot about, like, you know, the culture and the customs and things, and yeah, he, he really meant that when he said it. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a, uh, everyone's kind of on the same page as far as being a huge piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, Katara looks at Aang and knows that she has to do this for him. She's about to apologize, but Paku cannot help himself and condescendingly says, I'm waiting, little girl. Fucking asshole. You didn't need to do this. Well, that was the final straw for Katara. Mm-hmm. The ice cracks around her and some vases shatter and she tells Paku off and then storms out of the room saying, I'll be outside if you're man enough to come fight me. Yeah. Just good. Flipping that around. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass and I'm not even a man. Yeah. Get fucked, old man. <laughs> Get in your grave, old man. I'm going to put you there. <laughs> uh, everyone else gasps, but Paku smirks. Aang is like, uh, I'm sure she didn't mean that. And Sokka's like, uh, yeah, I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wants to kick his ass. Actually, she is going to go through with this. <laughs> um, Zhao is serving Iroh some tea in his tent and really hams up how sorry he is to hear about what happened to Zuko. Mm-hmm. Which just, you know, even if that was a real thing that had actually happened. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, in this scene, do do you feel like, well, I know what we see after this, but do you feel like Iroh knows Zhao's involved here? I think by this point, probably. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but he does say the Fire Lord will not be pleased when he learns who is responsible. Um, and there's some fear in Zhao's voice when he asks, oh, you you know who it was? Mm-hmm. And Iroh slams his fist on the table and says, pirates. <laughs> yep. So it does lead me to believe that, yeah, Iroh in this moment knows that it was actually Zhao and is fucking with him here. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, I think Iroh, Iroh plays dumb, but I don't think he's. No, I think no. he's a very smart guy. <laughs> yeah, he's actually. Yeah, this is all a facade and there's a lot more buried underneath there than I think anyone ever gives him credit for. Mm hmm. Um, Zhao hides his smile behind a sip of tea and asks Iroh again if he will join him on his invasion force. And Iroh accepts the invitation, which is already, yeah, a- another indication that 
Iroh knows what's going on here because he would be absolutely distraught over the loss of Zuko. There's no way he would be like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I don't know, though. He is a, a hardened war veteran. He might be able to move on mm-hmm. for duty and country. It seems like that's not as important to Iroh as it is yeah. to these other people, though, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like Luckily, in cases, though, they think it is. <laughs> that's that's really all that matters here. Yeah. He's got them all fooled. Um, Sokka and Aang beg Katara not to fight Paku. Uh, she knows that she's not going to win the fight, but she does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this regardless. It's about making a statement. <laughs> I got to back up these words. Mm-hmm. Um, Paku walks out and doesn't even look at her as he walks by. Katara's like, fight me, old man. <laughs> Face me, coward. <laughs> Turn around. I'm standing here waiting for you. <laughs> uh, all of this could have been avoided if Paku wasn't such a sexist piece of garbage, but he tells her to run back to the healing hut with all the little girls. Mm-hmm. So, Brendan, here we go. Uh, Katara lifts up a stream of water and whips Paku across across the back of his head. And he turns and he says, You want to learn to fight so bad? Study closely. Ooh, good line. That is a good line. They give him a moment to it, like zooms (laughs) in on his face. He's got a coy little smile. (laughs) I'm going to kick the shit out of you, little girl. (laughs) I'm going to beat the shit out of this girl. (laughs) And everyone's going to see it. But that's the way we do things in the Northern Water Tribe. Yep. Little, Little girls be damned. Yeah. <laughs> Old men are constantly just beating the hell out of small girls. <laughs> oh, no. And it's so cool. <laughs> um, he summons two giant water circles and tries to trap her inside. And again, he speaks down to her. He's like, don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Stupid. Katara's not worried at all. In fact, she tosses the water aside and is ready to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. And so, as we mentioned earlier, Brendan, you've been something of a waterbending hater up to this point on the show, but this fight has got to do something for you. This fight was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I think it I think Hmm? it could have been cooler. Okay, uh, but I can see the potential in it. There's more than just. Splashing around. Yeah. A little bit. You can also freeze stuff. Yeah, but then you can make cool things out of frozen stuff. You can you kind could. of bend it to your will. Yeah, they do they do a few cool things where they like transition between ice and water back and forth. Sure. With a few different attacks that I thought was kind of neat. There are more options for water bending than I think you've ever given it credit for, I guess is what we're kind of looking at here. I guess so. Yeah. They're only <laughs> They are fluctuating between freezing and unfreezing water, but what they do with it is fun. <laughs> no, it's fun. They do. There are some cool moves. There's some cool like action scenes sure. or shots here. I really liked uh, Saka running up like a wave and then doing like a cool flip off the other end of it and landing on a railing. Well, of course, it would be really cool if Saka did something like that, but it was Katara. Oh, that's we, right. I as keep confusing know. them. That's okay. This episode. Okay. I did have the image of Sokka doing that in my mind, though. While you said that, I'm like, that would be extremely funny if he decided cool. like he needed to do that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Katara does that. That's okay. But then yes. she does not follow it up in any meaningful way. She just does a cool flip and then that's that. You know, she's, again, 
she doesn't have the experience. She could, if only Paku could have told, taught her a thing or two, mm-hmm. maybe they could have had an interesting, more interesting fight here. I did expect her rage to kind of fuel some cool moves. Mm-hmm. And it does, mm-hmm. like, there are a few things she does in this that I don't think she would have been capable of before. Sure. Um, but I was I was half expecting her to, like, hold her own better than I think she ended up doing. Which, you know, that I think shame on me for that because she does not know how to do anything. Right. That's the and, whole reason that she's here is to yeah, be able to this learn is how a, to do that. a master of waterbending. Right. So for her to be completely self-taught and mm-hmm. even have, like, the brief glimpses of power that she shows in this fight mm-hmm. speaks pretty highly of Katara's potential. Yep. I did have a hard time reading who was doing what a lot of the time. Because they, they look bending. exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Who who did that? Who made that water? <laughs> who, who made this ice? Was it this person wearing a fluffy blue outfit or <laughs> this person wearing a fluffy blue outfit throwing water around? Who? Yeah, which I one was it? I don't know. Who's winning? <laughs> Somebody fill me in. I need a play-by-play. I was just watching a... Uh, Twitter account I follow that does recaps of weird things that happen in baseball. Mm-hmm. And it was like a high school baseball championship. And it was two teams wearing red uniforms. And the guy was like, I'm sorry, like this video is an absolute nightmare because they're both wearing red uniforms. So like, <laughs> I'm going to try my best to explain who is doing what here. But it's like, you guys got to plan ahead for something like that. It's so hard to tell. I, I thought most like leagues didn't allow that. It was like a high school thing, so they might not have alternate uniforms. Mm-hmm. I know oh, when man. I played high school baseball, we only had the one color uniform. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, seems like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Poor play. They should just do good old shirts versus skins. Mm-hmm. The way God that seems, intended. Yeah, that's that's right. Baseball au natural. Really fun for high schoolers. Anyway. Uh, Paku creates an icy ramp, uh, just as you said, and Katara flies over it. She catches her balance. Uh, he tries to knock her over with a giant wave, but she bends these little icy boots over her feet, which stick her to the ground. Well, this was one of the things I was confused about. I was like, oh, he just got her really good. And then she's like, you can't knock me over with my icy boots. And I was like, oh no, she did that. That was, that was an intentional move on her part. The boots give her stability. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, him trapping her in that spot. She was like, "No, I'm, I'm not going anywhere." Yeah, I was, I was confused about how I was supposed to read that until she said that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> All right, I guess that makes it better. <laughs> uh, yeah, she defiantly does say that. She says, "You can't knock me down." <laughs> Everyone around is cheering for Katara. I'm saying, girl boss. <laughs> this is this is my fight song, she says. <laughs> um, she then runs in to fight him and immediately gets knocked down. <laughs> yep. Uh, he knocks her straight into a pool, but she gets up and raises up like a little watery stump, mm-hmm. but she slices like frisbees towards Paku. Yeah, which is kind of a cool move. But when yeah. she started it, she pulls up like the pillar and I was like, she made like a little table. What is, what is, what's happening right now? Come sit down. We're going to hash this out <laughs> over brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a delicious corn muffin <laughs> An and poured you a mimosa luncheon. already. 
He says, ah, mimosas. All right. You're all right by me. I will teach girls now. You got me. I love mimosas. (laughs) I've changed my way. I fucking love mimosas. How did you know? Any excuse to drink in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Now she tosses these ice discs towards him. He has to dodge them Matrix style and then has a look on his face like, how on earth did she teach herself how to do that? Yeah, just now in the heat of the moment, which is what I wanted more of. Mm hmm. But also, like these the discs remind on. me of uh, of uh, the Dark Tower. Okay. There's a whole village of people that have to fight off, I think, essentially Power Rangers. Um, and all the women learn how to throw, like, razor discs to fight. Gotta save yourself by, you know, whatever means necessary. Yeah. They got them, them sharp frisbees. Those scary sharp frisbees that we love so much. <laughs> yep. Katara's got them. She makes them from... What's Hell around yeah. her? Um, he knocks her around again, but she gets up and crashes two stacks of like icy pots down on top of him. I'm not really sure why there was like two big towers of icy pots. Yeah, they kind of looked like um, almost like a totem pole type yeah. thing, uh, but they did just seem like pots. <laughs> just a bunch of stacked pots. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm here like, oh, this would suck if uh, everything here wasn't made of ice and they couldn't just do it again within seconds. Like, they can't just rebuild. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this took me hours to do this. It's a lot of they destruction, don't even know. But, but it's super easy. <laughs> no, they can just bend another big stack of pots back up because it is important to have the big stack of pots around yeah, the training Yeah, it's part area. of their culture. We know how important their culture is to them. It is one of their ancient customs is, you know, you look at like sort of old carvings that like the very primitive waterbenders mm-hmm. did on the walls and there's like a bunch of pots stacked up around. They have to have the pots around. That's where they keep the water. If they go in the desert or something. You take one of them with you. It, it yeah. is made of ice, so the pot itself would melt, but like they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like the guy from Naruto who has to carry the fucking big gourd of sand around on his back. I don't know anything about this, but that sounds hilarious to me. Yeah, he's got a giant thing of sand because he needs it. Does he run normally? I think so. (laughs) He's not like a major character, I don't think. What about Boruto? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's Naruto's son. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have even asked. (laughs) I've never seen it, but I know (laughs) it's a thing. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm impressed. You are an excellent waterbender. But you still won't teach me, will you? No. So even after all that. Yeah, like, he built her up just to knock her back down. Probably like the person with the most raw talent that he's like ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't believe you can do all of this. You're blowing my mind right now, Katara. But also, <laughs> fuck you because you're a girl. <laughs> my God tradition. Paku, let it go. Traditions <laughs> need to die. But. No, he can't. He's uh, he's a he's a family man, don't you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his family is the, the the whole Northern Water Tribe. Yep, can't let you down by letting a girl invade our precious, <laughs> precious fighting academy. Our boys' club. <laughs> no girls allowed. Uh, Katara rips a sheet of ice and sends it like a rippling wave towards Paku, which is a pretty cool move. Mm-hmm. Uh, He rides a tall column of ice in her direction and then knocks her aside 
tearing off her precious necklace in the process. <gasps> oh, no. You thought that they would bring it up in the episode just to do that one little story before yeah. and not I bring it up actually, again? I had already forgotten about it again. <laughs> As we often do when they bring yeah. up this necklace. It's like, oh, okay, there's more development. We'll get some of that in the next episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Here it is right now. Uh, she tries to catch her breath, but Paku lifts a giant ball of water high above and transforms it into giant crystals, which slam all around her and kind of like imprison her. She cannot mm-hmm. move. Nope. She yells and struggles and tries to break out, but effectively the fight is now over. Mm-hmm. Not much she can do at this point. No. She uh, just spouts a bunch of fighting words at him like, ah, this ain't shit. Get back over here. You coward. Face yeah, I'm not finished with you, but he's finished with her. He starts to walk away, but he stops in his tracks as he sees her necklace on the ground and picks it up and he says, this is my necklace. Mm-hmm. Which, God willing, like now we can finally be done with this fucking thing. Yep. I do. You got to think this is it, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> the more you say things like that. <laughs> I would be the one to know, and I will not reveal one way or the other. <laughs> now I'm thinking it's going to be a major thing the entire time. Just forever for the rest of the show. Um, Yeah, he made it, but who was his necklace-making master? Like, who is he the apprentice for? Mm. We have to go seek them out to make a brand new How necklace. How did this necklace tradition start? Yeah, what? where are the, sa- the sacred necklace texts? We must find them. What are the significance of the stone that they use? Yeah, where are they mined? Mm-hmm. What what civilization lives there protecting the stone? You know, there's all these questions. What do the symbols we've got, mean? We've got two seasons left of the show, Brendan, so mm-hmm. buckle up is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> the whole show is spent on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems like it to this point, which is honestly... <laughs> Not even true. It's barely come up on the show (laughs) at all. But every time it does, we get so frustrated. Because who fucking cares? Because who gives a shit? (laughs) Not us. Uh, No, he picks it up and he says, I made this 60 years ago for the love of my life. For Kana. (gasps) For Grand Grand. (laughs) For Grand Grand. I loved Grand Grand so much. I said, Grand Grand, I love you. She said, No, 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 Paku, I don't love you back, but Grand Grand. <laughs> I made you this necklace. I made you this necklace, Grand Grand. <laughs> and I talked to her just like this. Maybe that's why she ran away. <laughs> that's why she left, yeah. Well, I can't stand an eternity with this fucking guy. <laughs> um,. The ice around Katara melts, and everyone is shocked at the revelation here. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Zhao's fleet of ships, uh, Iroh is walking down a hallway and passes a armored soldier, but they stop next to each other, and Iroh says, Our plan is working perfectly. Mm-hmm. And this guy says, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Who are you, old man? Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong soldier. Let <laughs> I me thought keep... you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the fifth or sixth guy that he's done this to on the ship. And they're like, what? <laughs> uh, from behind the eye holes in the soldier's mask, we can see some scars. Mm-hmm. 
and they remove their faceplate, and sure enough, it is Prince Zuko. Mm-hmm. He's all he lived. Up. He's got a black eye. Yeah, he's in rougher shape than usual. Mm-hmm. He also looks taller and more built wearing this armor. It's yeah, it's it's padded him out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Accentuated maybe some parts of him that needed a little extra oomph. <laughs> it is funny though. It's almost like they have like the scale of just random Fire Nation soldier that's always standing around in the background. And they just drew his face on just that Just plopped model. his face right onto that existing model. I bet that could very well honestly, be what they did. Honestly, that's probably exactly what they did. Who's got the time to, you know, shrink that armor down a little bit? It would be funny, though, if it was, like, really loosely fitting. He was kind of, like, tripping over his oversized, like, yeah. pants. Like, ah. Uh, this sucks. We don't have any smaller soldiers. Like, somebody get this man a well-fitted suit. <laughs> I'm not having you go to war like this. You look like shit. <laughs> Take that mask off. Uh, no. You're an embarrassment. <laughs> um, Yeah, he has been roughed up a little bit, though. You know, he survived the blast, but he's got a few extra marks to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, Zuko thanks his uncle for covering for him. And their plan is to get to the North Pole, at which point Zuko will slip away to go try to capture the Avatar before Zhao can. Mm-hmm. So Iroh, you know, again, doesn't always care about, like, the. it doesn't seem like he's always as focused on this kind of thing as much as Zuko or Zhao are. But, like, in this moment, he's probably feeling some... Serious, like, he wants retribution for the attack that they did on his nephew. Like, yeah, now... Now I'm truly on your side. Let's fuck this guy up. Yeah, get him. Let's get his ass. He tried to blow you up. We can't have that. We can't We can't be doing that around here. That's not how we treat our friends. Yeah. Plus, he's got very good tea. I want <laughs> some of that. <laughs> That's true. While you're sneaking around looking for the Avatar, I'll sneak around in Zhao's chambers and try to steal all of his tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paku holds the necklace that he had carved and describes how much he loved Kana, but Katara points out that she didn't love him back. And it's like, Katara, you're finally starting to get on this guy's good side. Please do not bring up the heartache right what now. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but she hated you because you're a big prick. <laughs> I can see why she didn't love you back. You suck. Nobody would. <laughs> no, it's impossible. Even your own students, I hear them talking behind your back about how much of a fucking old fool you are. But anyway, we're friends now, right? <laughs> so you'll teach me? So so now I'm in the class. Um, She points out how stupid the customs of the Northern Water Tribe are, such as arranged marriage. Uh-huh. And Princess Yue is here, and her eyes fill with tears, and she runs away, and Aang turns to Sokka and supportively says, Go get her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny bro moment from Aang. <laughs> and then they high five. Hell yeah, bro, I will go get her. Thank you very much. Um, Sokka meets Yue on the same bridge as before. Uh, he says, I just want you to know I think you're beautiful. She says... Thank you. I also think you're very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very romantic. Uh, no, he he thinks he gets it now. You know, she's a princess from this grand 
tribe, and he's just some simple rube from the South Pole. Yep. Can't even waterbend. I don't know shit about shit, but <laughs> all I know is I'm not on your level, princess. Mm-hmm. So this all makes sense to me now. Um, He turns to walk away, and she grabs him and spins him around and plants a big old kiss right on his South Pole face. Ooh. <laughs> it's like his second kiss. <laughs> yeah, number two. Nobody was around to see this one either, though, so you can't <laughs> prove it. I only get kisses from Kana. I mean, Grand Grant. I mean, no, I get kisses from other people. Shut up. <laughs> um, he's like, man, I really thought I had this figured out. I mean, that was pretty cool that we just kissed, but please explain yourself. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so confused. Who am I? Where are we? Um. She says, I do like you, but we can't be together. And she pulls down the collar of her big furry parka, revealing a carved necklace. (gasps) Oh, no. She says, I'm engaged. Oh, no. To you, Sokka. Let's get married right now. Right now. Uh, She runs away again, crying. God damn, this girl's a crier, huh? Mm -hmm. She loves it. (laughs) She's... It does work. I mean, it does kind of get her the attention that she's constantly <laughs> seeking. Christ. Um, it cuts to the next day at waterbending training, and Paku is still giving Aang shit for his sloppy performance. Uh, Katara runs in, and Paku says, What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But then he smiles at her, and he's like, You're late. Yay. Oh, Katara gets to it. train. Yeah. They did it. Good thing she had that necklace. It really came through for her in the end. (laughs) It's like Grand Grand knew or her mother knew all along, like someday you will need this to get what you want out of life. (laughs) And it paid off. Yep. Yep. So I'm glad that we had the whole necklace subplot on the show. (laughs) It was really worth it after all. It was always worth it and we never hated it. Except for every time. Uh, a happy ending? Not quite. Oh, no. Iroh stands on Zhao's ship. And Zhao says, set a course for the Northern Water Tribe. Bum, bum, bum. The camera pulls out beyond his boat to reveal just a staggeringly large fleet of ships. Mm-hmm. Like too many, too many ships. Didn't know they even had this many in the whole Navy. They, there's no way that they can get that many ships around the, the the tribe. No. They couldn't even, yeah, couldn't even fit them all into that little <laughs> cove. It's so not going to happen. It's overkill. Some of these are going to have to be on standby, like out in the ocean somewhere. Yeah, just waiting or just launching fireballs blindly. As far as they can in there. Yeah, that's, that's a recipe for friendly fire, though. Mm-hmm. So... But no, here they all are, dozens of ships ready to roll up on the North Pole in what promises to be the big conflict to end the season, huh? Yeah, but we got two more episodes. Two more episodes to go, so we'll see how they finish it off. But that is the end of this episode. Yep, 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 yep. The Waterbending Master Mm -hmm. is the name of this episode. You almost kind of forget there's a lot... That goes on in this episode. Yeah, this is a very full episode. 
very full. Lots of different characters have like subplots going on at mm-hmm. the exact same time. It's kind of fun because like, yeah, we've gotten now to the Northern Water Tribe, which we know was the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that like it it's a goal not only for like our heroes because, hey, we're going to get that training we need, but also like the goal of the enemies. Like, hey, this is now where like our final stand will be. Uh, this big, huge fight that we've been building up for this whole time. Um, so we do a decent job of like kind of setting the table for that in ep- this episode, but also presenting, yeah, like a bunch of other little side stories along the way. Um, and I don't feel like any of them like fall flat or or like I feel like they're all pretty well developed. Everybody kind of gets a chance to like do their thing up here in the North Pole. Um, I think it's a Good, solid episode. Yeah, considering how many different, like, plot threads they're setting up to, like, go into the season finale, um, none of it felt, like, rushed, I wouldn't say. Um, and like we were saying in, like, the previous episode where we really could feel it starting to ramp up, I feel like this episode really, like, threw it into high gear and we're like, we're fucking going. I it's think when, happening. when that scene where they blow up the ship, I think was where I was really like, oh, fuck, they're, like... They're making big moves in this episode now. There's no returning from that for either side. Yeah. That's like, like, all right, this is serious business now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We are we are now like fully leaning into what promises to be like big time story mm-hmm. moments here. So that is yeah, that is cool. Um yeah, I don't know. It's a good episode. It's it's it is getting us ready for what comes next. But like the whole Katara plot is good. Like you think finally she kind of get, is going to get what she's after here, but mm-hmm. then there's some stupid dumbass reason why she doesn't. Yeah. Um, and we get to have like a fun way of her fighting back against that and ultimately changing hearts and minds to fight for her right to party. She's going to party hard. Mm-hmm. She's going to get a party going. Party on, I would say, <laughs> yep. is what they will all say to her. Yep. Um, yeah, no, she, she kind of takes control and, and follows after, like, her goals here. <laughs> um, Sokka <laughs> does, you know, what Sokka's going to do. Yep. Sokka doesn't have, like, a lot invested. He's never had a lot invested in this goal of getting to the Northern Water Tribe. No, no. Um, I feel like, though, his part in this arc that we're doing right now is important Mm -hmm. because obviously this character that he's chasing after seems important right in some way they wouldn't set her up in this episode so much Mm -hmm. and like even leave us with a cliffhanger of like her story of what's to come they wouldn't do that if she wasn't like seemingly yeah important for kind of where we're going from here yeah um so like even even though I do always talk about how it feels like it's setting things up, I still think this episode also stands on its own. Uh, it, it didn't feel like it was just setting up. Uh, it also felt like it was like introducing meaningful conflict uh, mm. for the current. I've totally lost my train of thought. This fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just think it, it worked on its own. Um, but I'm excited to see like the bigger picture that it's also doing a lot to build to. 
Brendan and I also totally lost train of thought of what you were just saying there because your dog was fucking around in the background. We're not even going to try to hide that and cut it like entirely from the episode now. Your dog was fucking around and we both just completely got thrown <laughs> off. Just completely lost it, yeah. Now is not the time. Uh, I should have taken his collar off. I usually do. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, good episode. I liked this one a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Are you ready for like the action? I am. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm hopeful that the this big plot point takes the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and they don't resolve it in the next episode, and then just like flub around on the season finale. Hmm. Um. So I'm expecting this to be like a big event in the series. <sighs> I guess it's not really a huge spoiler for me to tell you this. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Okay. Uh, the final two episodes are like a part one and part two of like a big, huge finale event. Okay, I thought so. Um, and I, I kind of had that idea going into it, but then this episode did so much to set up for it that I was like, is this sure. actually a three-part kind of thing that we're doing here? I mean, almost in the way that this kind of leads us into where yeah. we need to go. Well, maybe those uh, no, ones the next are two episodes directly tied in. Yeah, they are literally named part one and part mm-hmm. two. So it's almost like a double length special now that we get to finish this whole thing out with. Cool, cool. And um, let's just fucking let's discuss it on the air. Are we doing that as one big special? That's a pretty good question, huh? I don't you know, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it's if we do, it's going to be a hell of a beefy episode. It's going to be long as shit. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be really, really long. Uh, I don't know. I'm not opposed to that. Let's let's put a pin in it. We'll figure it Uh, out. We'll talk about it off the air. I, I don't know. I don't mean to pour water on your uh, little game here. But. No, that's all right. That's all right. It's something <laughs> something for the listeners to look forward to, or don't, or not. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know when the episode releases. <laughs> you'll see next week soon enough. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, episode eighteen, the water bending master. Good. We're finally here in the North Pole, like doing the North Pole things we wanted to did, plus mm-hmm. some extra stories that are coming along the way. And yeah, it feels like we're just like you said, we're making big moves, which yes. is what we want the show to do now at this point. And I really like this city, like the, yeah. like the design of this city in the film, which is the only thing I have to reference this city, like in particular, they don't do the ice thing. It's just like mm-hmm. a regular stone built city, like on a mm-hmm. on a mountain or some shit. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but that movie sucks, mm-hmm. so it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, the girl who plays Yue in that movie is also the voice actress of one of the major characters from The Legend of Korra. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of neat. It's a fun little, fun fact for you. A little Only bit of trivia. Her to redeem herself. She's like, this cannot be the last Avatar related thing that I do. No, I need to go out on top. <laughs> um yeah i don't know <laughs> that movie god that movie is something we will get to in time but we will uh not be able to talk about that until we are done with this season mm-hmm. um whether that be all next week or split out into two weeks we'll find out but we'll be bringing the finale action to you soon yeah uh if you have thoughts on this episode of Avatar or the show in general or anything exciting you want to say about the finale, mm-hmm. uh, you can send emails our way to gotta recap at gmail.com. 
we will be happy to read those on the show. Hey, at the same time, you know, with this being sort of the last few episodes of season one of Avatar, uh, we will be soon, we will be doing our sort of season ending recap episode that we've done in the past. Uh, format pending. I don't, you know, we'll see if we, yeah. how much we feel like changing that up. There's 20 goddamn episodes in this season. I don't think we can rank all 20 of them. No, it took us forever to rank 13 <laughs> in Samurai Jack. We can't do that with this show. It's just not going to work. I think like a top 10. Hey, I'd, I'd, even, I'd even be worried to do yeah. a top, <laughs> like a top five. five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speed this goddamn thing up. Top five, bottom three. Maybe even like a bottom one. Uh, you know what? We'll talk about it. <laughs> well, send us your top five, bottom threes, and we'll see if that's the format we stick with. We're going to read some stuff. Whatever you want to send to us, we'll yeah. figure it out. Gotta recap at gmail.com is where you can do that. Uh, also, you can do that at, at gotta recap on social media. We would love to hear from you all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please take some time to head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and drop us five star reviews of the show. We've seen a couple five star reviews come in in recent weeks, and uh, we really appreciate those who have taken the time to do it. Yeah, thank you. And for those of you who haven't taken the time to do it, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Don't <laughs> listen to us. No, that's not true. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> if you had a podcast, we would give you five stars. Yeah. Oh, God. I would make extra accounts. As many as I could mm-hmm. to just keep rating you because that's how much we care. Yeah. Good God, I hope we don't have like someone listening who's like, yeah, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Oh, all right. <laughs> I do have a podcast. <laughs> And here it is. Well, it's actually a lot better than ours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five stars to, to all of you. We'd have to give it. We'd have to make sure nobody ever saw that. And write in the comments like, hey, this show sucks. You should be listening to <laughs> Gotta Recap. That always works. People love that. <laughs> <laughs> totally transparent, you know. People will never, they'll never know it was us. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Thanks for doing that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brendan. Hey, Nick. We're, we're at the North Pole now, huh? We are. It's chilly up here. Brr. Things are getting a little uh, icy, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. I hope things don't get dicey <gasps> for our characters in these season finale episodes that we have coming up. <laughs> Yeah, Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I kind of lost what I said to you, so I'm not sure if you should agree with it anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for this episode. We'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.